What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of For the Love of Cinema. This is episode number 304, broken up into two parts, A and B. B. 304A, posting on 1115, will be discussion on Weird, the Al Yankovic story. And 304B, posting on 1118, will be discussion on the very popular Enola Holmes 2, sequel to the Netflix original Enola Holmes. Very popular (laughs) amongst this group of people. (laughs) I added that for my little flair, but... Did you? I am one of your hosts, Grayson, my Bologna, Maxwell. Joining me as, as he does every week is my co-host, Roger. I love Rocky Road, Stillian, our lovely perma guest, Chris, eat it, Bon. All right. Decent. There you go. All right. What's going on, guys? How was your week? First off, your name should have been Devil Squeeze Box. <laughs> Damn it. I forgot about the Devil That's Squeeze so Box. so much better. Damn it. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to talk about it because like it just that movie does so much right. What a fucking wild movie. It is. It is nuts. Wild. It just, I mean, it's weird. <laughs> Hilarious. It is and it breaks a lot of rules too, which I, you know, we talked it about in weeks past, which is great. So, what's going on guys? What did you what did you do this week in November? Did you guys love the it got cold? <laughs> like real cold? It snowed here this morning. Yep. So, tons of snow. It is uh, time. Yeah. It is yeah. well. I don't remember seeing snow before the new year for many years now. No, I mean, we had what an actual snowstorm last year, mm-hmm. right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So yeah, that happens. Yeah. I mean, Mister, I've been in Atlanta multiple years during the holidays. Now, I, Atlanta's <laughs> not known for a lot of snow. You know, last time we got two <laughs> inches of snow, it shut down the city for three days. It does, which it's, is incredible. People just. Man, the traffic in Atlanta when it starts, when it, when any kind of precipitation hits, is just like mass hysteria pandemic. It's just yeah, crazy. I, I lived in Arizona for a little, for a little bit, and same thing. If there was like even like like a a whisper of there might be snow, everything shut down. Like, don't go on the highways; you'll die. <laughs> the death trap. <laughs> yeah, because occasionally some of those like Southwest states will get like well, like some kind of freak like you know storm that blows through, and like it'll get like a light dusting of snow. People are yep. like, "What is going on here?" Well, they don't have the infrastructure to handle it either. Though. No, there's, they, there there's no such trucks. thing as a salt truck. Yeah. It doesn't exist. What was it? Two years ago, when it Dallas got like a half an inch yeah. of ice and like crippled everything. Yep crippled yeah they, didn't, they don't have the infrastructure i got a for half it. an inch ice last year and was like you need to be at work on time and i'm like this is bullshit <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious true. though that is it's a funny story because it's true that i mean it, it is it is funny i it's just i have lots of friends who come here from california to work on stuff in pittsburgh and they're like what do you guys do when it snows i'm like uh we fucking deal with it we do regular stuff we do yep. regular everyday stuff because that's what happens in parts of the country in parts of the world it snows deal with it um, yeah, so what what else went on this week, guys? Anything? Uh, it's Thanksgiving prep. Yeah. You know, it's weird to think that, but we're like less than two weeks away from that. So Crazy. We That's had cool. our we had our annual Friendsgiving. Uh, this this year was somewhat downsized, though. That's good. Uh, but though, it was a, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, just hanging out with my friends. Uh, we got to play a bunch of board games, magic. Uh, we did make Thanksgiving. Uh, I made breakfast one morning. I helped make breakfast other mornings. It, w- it was a good time. I-, I love Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving. It was a good four days, uh, but it was downsized. But I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, so I me had the time Chris were invited to Friendsgiving. Yeah, I was. I was strange. going to tell you that mm-hmm. next year, you guys can. We 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 talk about it this year, and there's no problem with inviting people. It's just like some years it gets a little out of control with the number of people we, we have. So we have Don't to worry. I've, I've cut down my friends. Thanks. 
my friends' invitations list many times throughout the years. Fair <laughs> enough. Anyway, it, yeah. And it's it's for the best that I do that. Actually, I'm glad you guys brought that up because I meant to bring it up to you like before we were talking on you know a podcast about movies about you coming to friends giving next year, but it's fine. We we can do that another time. But we'll just hash that out. Yeah. So what else? What else is going on with you guys, Chris? What would you do this week? Uh, I know not, you're, much, not much. How I'm still settling? New, I'm still settling into the new job, which okay, has yeah. been which which has been an adventure. Um, went up and to the bookstore with my family yesterday and my oldest daughter bought her first manga so i couldn't be more proud that's good for bookstore. you what bookstore did you go to books a million oh up in the, okay yeah. yeah sorry you said it like it was some sort of special trip and i'm like where what kind of magical bookstore did you... oh you went to the one like right down where you used to work <laughs> so i've never had a had a job where i've been off on the weekends until yeah, this job weird, right? so it's like it's a whole new whole new adventure for me and the family so it was kind of cool like we all went out and did something together it was you know on the weekend it was weird see i'm the guy wait, that goes to the bookstore wait, so, and he goes and buys it online cheaper yeah so so you went to so, so you went to the ohio valley mall no i went no. to the highlands there's a book oh, store the, okay 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 yeah i was gonna say the highlands the, the ohio large mall is dead yeah but no that's a very impressive bookstore at the highlands it's got a lot of interesting mm-hmm. huge book series there too so yeah, yeah it's yeah. a it's a it's actually one of the um that's actually one of like the flagship bookstore books a million stores for the the eastern part of the country because it's so big oh very cool so yeah, well, did you, let me ask you: Did you get a book, Chris? I did. I did. I made a deal with my daughter because she wanted to buy something that she's already like seen, just in book form. And I told her if she got something new, that I I would get something. So I also got a manga. So we both got one. I, I bought something I've never seen or read before. Ooh, what did you get? I got Doctor Stone. I don't care, one. Dork. Ah. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got Doctor Stone Volume One, which is an anime I've wanted to kind of watch. So I'll read it instead. And. You know, she got Little Witch Academia, which is actually a, is a Netflix series. That it is, it is indeed. Yeah, it's drawn like an anime, and they just made a manga for it. So she she grabbed it, and that's what she's reading. She's already like four chapters in. Should have went for Pokemon. You know, I'm Pokemon. gonna I'm gonna watch Pokemon uh, the the new series, the newest one, uh, and watch it all the way through. So I think I'll have enough Pokemon for a little bit, and I'm, plus I'm also gonna play the new game when it comes out. Ash Ketchum's a champ. Did you I, hear that? I, I heard, and I don't world and champ. I can't buddy. wait. To, I can't wait to watch it all unfold. My daughters are not gonna understand why it's such a big deal, but I'll know. Well, they don't know that he's actually 36 years old at this <laughs> <Yeah>. point. <laughs> he's not he's like our age. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. All right, nerds. 30, all right, nerds. It's been Let's... 25 years. Yep. It's been 25 years. So. All right, nerds. We're, we're we're moving on. Pokemon yep. and all. We are moving we'll on. Just this... Keep going on with Pokemon for the rest of the show. I'm actually really excited for the new uh, new games. I will admit, I'm actually going to get into them and play them to the completion, both of them. Dude, they put so much stuff out about what's coming. Oh, yeah. It's insane. You know, it's funny. Like They, they managed to sell us the same games every single year. Like, the literal, almost the same exact formula game every single year. And we buy it like, like idiots. We so, all just here's the up. thing. It's not even... Well, it's going to be three years since the, the last game. So, longest gap in a while. But here's the thing. You're even thinking... You're not even thinking far enough out. You buy the same game every time it comes out. But you just said something that I do. I buy both copies of the games. Yeah, so, 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 yeah, so do I. Exactly. <laughs> I, I buy them both every time. As do yeah. I. I have them all. Have I just to. haven't yep. played them all. So yeah. Yeah, I tried. I tried to explain what what is that that uh that scam to my wife, and she was like, "Wait, so there are different Pokemon in each game?" Like, yeah. yeah. She's like, "So and how do the you... story is going to be different in this one?" She goes, "Well, how do you get them all then?" Oh, That's the gimmick. That's or the you gimmick. have somebody. When you're little, somebody gets one and somebody gets the other. Yeah, I didn't have friends. You bought both. 
Oh, whatever. <laughs> I bought, Dork. I had two Game Boys and a and that old link cable. Oh yeah. That horrific looking. Oh thing. man. Well, look, that was look, that was that was tech kind of ahead of its time for when it came out though. That was kind of cool tech though back oh, in the day. You couldn't just airdrop this to the other one. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> all, all kids don't understand that shit. <laughs> all right, nerds, all right, nerds. Just named Blast Toys for fucking 26 years. You don't know. <laughs> all right, nerds. This is episode 304 of For Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema with post each and every toys. Yeah, thanks. Every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week we start with the box office, current upcoming releases, what streaming, trailers, and movies of the week. But I just have to unpack what you just said because he is the best of the three starters. I can't, he, is, he is officially. I cannot, I cannot let that go unanswered. No. I cannot. I cannot. Mathematically, he wins 66% of the time if, if all three of them fight. Yep. That's they why I mean, fight. Charizard is the alpha. Charizard gets right. rocked by Blastoise. Yeah, like rock. Blastoise. Yeah. All right. All right, Colin, gentlemen. All right. Dragon. Oh my goodness. Let's jump into the box office. I, I, I had to say something. <laughs> I could let could let that go unanswered. Okay. Okay. So Black Panther, in a you know in a small series you may have heard it made a few bucks. Number number one. You guys still with me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. One hundred and eighty million domestic for a worldwide of <laughs> three hundred and thirty, like monster numbers this Ooh, is what I, I fucking told you this is what i expect from marvel not this you know eternals number like two weeks in 142 whatever like this is what i expect from marvel films and we're gonna get we're gonna get into that one next week number two black adam still doing all right another 8.6 oh my god okay so <laughs> it's still doing all right can, 8. Can, 6. can we can no. we can we talk about the gap there 180 and 8.6 this is the gap from first to second oh my goodness okay black What's adam 96 percent yeah, difference in, in, in increase <laughs> <laughs> so black adam it's uh 352 worldwide it's still doing better than black, <laughs> black panther worldwide but not from uh, probably like monday another, yeah, yeah until tomorrow morning tomorrow afternoon number three ticket to paradise another 6.1 million worldwide of 150 that is very respectable That's for that surprising, movie actually yeah. yeah lyle lyle crocodile why are you still in the top five 3.2 million 72 million worldwide. I mean, that that's creeping up slowly. It's just terrible. Uh, yeah, not not doing great. Smile, 2.3 million worldwide of 209. That is the little engine that could. It's just keep on going, baby. Good for Smile. Good for Smile. Well, do you guys are there any upsets there for for for, for you guys anything? Everything is as expected. Yeah, I'm surprised um, there was actually box office listed after Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, right. the king is back, baby. Chris, you'd be interested in this. So, One Piece film Red, it's mm-hmm. is sitting, it's sitting at a 151 worldwide. That's very respectable for, a, for for an anime. Yeah, there, there's a lot of movies out there that hope that wish yeah. they could make that much money that come out and you know there are in like Lao Lao Crocodile. Yeah, see. <laughs> That sucks. I was looking like hoping Top Gun somehow creeped back up in the top twenty six, but <laughs> just, it didn't. Just comes back into the top. Five. Uh, it is no longer eligible for that. It, oh, they have just continued its theatrical run. Mm, it would have to start fresh again. All right. Well, that's. I'm sure that movie has done very well for itself, even in the the Blu-ray DVD. You know, whatever whatever region of the world is still doing VHSs. If someone is still doing VHSs, I can't imagine. I think you but... get Top Gun two on VHS. Because if you can, I'll buy it. Because I have a VCR still. Well, see, not too long ago. Look on your TV. Well, you know, what's funny about that is, not too long ago, I saw what movie was that? I saw a copy of one of the Marvel movies that came out in like 2016 on VHS. 
like what? somewhere I somewhere I saw I don't forget where I was, but I saw it and I'm and I, I should have bought it. I didn't you buy it, have. but I mm-hmm. I didn't. But it was like they're still making VHS tapes in 2016. Are you kidding me with that? But I don't, I don't know. But I mean, then there must still be a market if they keep doing it, right? Or am I just wrong on that one? Or, I mean, they have to still they have to be making money on VHS if they're still making them. Um. Apparently, you can get Morbius on VHS. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Yo, yeah, that does. Make I kind of only want that. So, <laughs> I mean, that's Grandpa, that's kind of kind of interesting thing. Did this come out in 1990? It's so bad. No, it came out in 2021. <laughs> All right, let's look at some coming up stuff on the schedule on the release schedule. This past weekend, again, little little, little movie came out: Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, Wakanda along with. Forever. So Dylan and Zoe, Bar Fight, The Accursed, Retrograde, Sam and Kate, The Sun, Spirited, all came out in theaters. Is that Sam and Kate or Sam and Kate? No, no, no. Not like Sam and like S-A-L-M-O-N. Salmon? Like Sam and for Sand, Kate. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. You're welcome. November 18th, Bones and All, and she said, November 24th. Third, which is a Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, Devotion, The Fablemans, Glass Onion, and Knives Out Mystery for only one week, and Strange World. It's going to be a big week. It's going to be an interesting box office shakedown. We all have room bets on what's going to. I sure think so. And well, so here's the thing: with Black Panther doing that much money, maybe, just maybe, that might be a little bit different scale. Yeah. (laughs) And something this weekend. So on November 24th, Thursday, which is Christmas Day, or sorry, Thanksgiving Day, Disenchanted on Disney Plus debuts. So this weekend I asked one of my friends who loves the Enchanted movie if she cares and she did the uh the hand wank motion for a guy like that the phallic hand wank motion. So like even a big fan just doesn't care. Like that's the whole thing is like it's just been too I much had no time. idea there was big fans of the Enchanted movie. All right, December 2nd, Friday, Violent Night. December 9th, Empire of Light. <laughs> Why is that a thing? Uh, Father Stew, re-released, which is also on streaming. So that's why they're re-releasing it in theatrical. I'll never know. Spoiler alert, goes wider. <laughs> December 16th, big week, Avatar, Way of the Water. Well, hold on. Do you think there's any universe Avatar, Way of the Water, week one, does Black Panther numbers? No. <laughs> No, probably not. No. Okay, well, I, I don't. I think it's very unlikely, but yeah, here's the thing. Listen, is it impossible? The answer to that is obviously no. Yeah. Right. Would I give it more than a fifty-fifty chance, though? Probably not. I would put it probably right at coin flip. Like, if people remember it and like it, maybe. But I mean, Avatar is one of those few movies that probably could do that outside of a Marvel Disney here's movie. This thing, this thing comes out five, seven years ago. Yeah, but not not this long. I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll find out how much. I mean, look, they're banking on this being a big deal still. I mean, I, I just don't. I, I love James Cameron. I just the man is a storytelling genius. I don't know why he's wasting his time on Avatar, but that's just I don't know. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. December 21st, which is a Wednesday, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. December 23rd, which is a Friday, Babylon, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery comes to Netflix. And I Want to Dance with Somebody. Was that always in December? Yes. Okay, and December twenty fifth, women talking goes wider, and that's it for the twenty twenty two releases. Yeah, something moved. We, Christmas a couple, day, a couple of things moved. I don't know what's going on there, but we're definitely coming up on kind of a dead zone for this is one of the weakest holidays in a long time before before pandemic. This is absolutely one of the weakest holidays I've ever I've ever been alive for. 
<laughs> that is for damn sure. As far as release schedule goes. Imagine what the holiday thinks of you. All right, thank you. Thank you for that. All right, let's take a look at what's streaming. <laughs> that? to, That's yeah, clever. Yeah, thanks. You're, you're a clever man, Roger. Clever man. Let's take a look at what's streaming this week. We're looking at HBO Max. Um, draft Day, directed by Ivan Reitman. Uh, my, my pick. Kevin Costner, Jennifer Garner, Dennis Leary, Frank Langella, Sam Elliott, Chadwick Boseman. 2014, just thought, just shot over in Ohio, if you're a local, it was shot near you then. And I've always liked Draft Day. Uh, I thought it was a very, it was a very interesting type of movie. And it's just one of those movies that with Kevin Costner, he just makes it work somehow. And I can't, I remember Roger, you and I have had several conversations about Draft Day. Mm-hmm. So um, that's just one I've always liked. And it, it's paced well, and it, it builds this kind of tension that somehow keeps your attention all the way till the end of the movie. It's and a very it's just, watchable movie. I think so. Uh, even if you're not a football fan, it they still approach it in a way that you still care about what's going on. And that's kind of hard to do in like sports films. But would you even classify this a sports movie? Yeah, absolutely. Or just like a drama with sports in it. I mean, it's a sports drama. Fair enough. So, And that is Ivan Reitman. So, um, Chris, do you have any, ex- uh, any experience with Draft Day? No, not at all. Fair enough. That's what I think you'd like, Chris. If you're, uh, you should watch that. I it's think a football you'd... movie. Yeah. And then I um, do like my, I do like remember the Titans. <laughs> That's a great movie. Yeah, right. what, the part that makes me laugh about draft day is when the the guy from Seattle trades the first round, their over number one pick overall to Cleveland, and so all the fans are at the uh, facility like holding up a scarecrow of him, like to like murder him. The guy he looks out the window, he sees, he goes, "Do you really think that looks like me?" <laughs> <laughs> Because I didn't think my head was that big. <laughs> He's just staring at him. I don't know, it's shit like that. Self aware is funny. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about another movie, the Lego Movie, directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Chris Pratt, Will Ferrell, Elizabeth Banks, Will Arnett, Allison Breed, Charlie Day, Will Fort, um, Dave Forte. Franco. Forte. Every time I mess that up, Dave Franco, Morgan Freeman, along with a host of others. Twenty fourteen. Chris, tell us about it. Uh, Lego Movie is just a it's just a fun film. Uh, you, you anyone can watch it. Your whole family can watch it. You can watch it by yourself because it is funny. It has good comedy in it. And this movie actually, um, it, more importantly, it breeds way for uh, the Lego Batman film, which is also very very good. Uh, unfortunately, the second Lego Movie wasn't quite as good. So this is definitely the better of the two to watch. So this is just a fun movie. It's just got a lot going on. It uses uh like some mix of CG and stop motion animation, and it just has it just has good comedy that lands. I think it's a fun film. I agree with you. And I also think that there are more bad Lego movies than there are good Lego movies. And there's quite a few of them. Which is I really wish they give the entire Star Wars saga, the actual Lego theatrical film thing. I think it would be incredible. I think it would be too. I'm sure that was tossed around as an idea. I mean, it had to be. Because mm-hmm. listen, those video games are wildly successful. They're also wildly good yeah. for, like, for their audience like, their audience target. They're fantastically made games. All There's of them not a bad are, though, like, game out there. No, the 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 Harry Potter ones, the Jurassic Park ones, the Star mm-hmm. Wars, they're all very playable and they're all very enjoyable games for for yeah. a, a huge age range of people. It's yep. uh, it's kind uh, of an uh, interesting way to do that. I plan on those are some of the games I think about when I think about games to get my four year old. I think I'll end up getting you can co op a couple of yep. those. Yep. I plan on getting a, at least one of them to try it out with her when she, gets she wants to older. just go around and smash stuff. That's cool. Yep. Go right ahead. Yeah. And like she's Lego super, Avengers stuff. People love that. Too. She's she's super into Spider-Man and, and like and like all of his cast of characters. So I think I there think she'll go. probably dig it. Do you let her see Spider-Verse yet? We've put on a couple of times. She's not. She 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 likes uh, a little much. Yeah, she she loves like the Disney Junior cartoon version. Ah, right Spidey now. and Friends. Yeah. Yep. She loves yeah. it. There you go. Spider Man uh, into the Spider Verse is not 
it's a very complicated movie, I think, for kids to like digest what all is going on in there. But yeah, man, but it's a good visually, movie. It, there's a, there's oh, so much visually it's it's so, so visually I remember it just blowing me away completely. First visually. off, best comic book movie ever made. It is. I mean, I, I don't. Disagree I will with hear you. no argument to the other. Well, yeah, it's one of those things that you know we did. had a, we had a conversation this weekend about subjectivity in film, and I th- I've always thought there's been there's less subjectivity in film than people claim there are, but or there is, but I don't know. We'll talk about that. There's later. a lot of people that are wrong, and then there's me. Yeah, fair. Okay, Ooh, fine. Humble humility. Thy name is Roger. Everybody, oh. humility. All right, Roger, Man of Steel, directed by Zack Snyder, Henry Cavill, Emil, Amy Adams, Michael Shannon, Diane Lane, Kevin Costner, Russell Crowe, 2013. Tell us about it. So I love this movie. Um, I think it was a great way to reintroduce Superman without telling you the entire origin story, just showing you what you needed in the bits and pieces and to put him directly into like real world scenarios that we go through now. Um, I was always disappointed that Man of Steel kind of was its own thing and then it just wrapped everything in their weird little DCU, DC universe thing and it kind of got buried but I always wanted a sequel to Man of Steel, which apparently we're supposed to get now. Maybe. Um, with his reappearance back into the, the world, meeting Black Adam and all that. So I'm interested to see. I love Henry Cavill. I think he was a great Superman. Um, so I'm excited for it. And I think that movie's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, Henry, Cavill, Henry Cavill is my Superman. I think he's fan. I think he's perfect for the role. Uh, and that's my personal take on that. But um, I think he's great as Superman. I think the story they told was was it was big enough big for dc and i think it just i think it is a good film like oh it's definitely an underdog and when you're talking about yeah. like good superhero film it's by far one of their better standalones it is yep so I've, i always like man of steel i thought it had a lot of interesting things going on a lot of people throw hate at the kevin how that the kevin costner scene you know when he, he puts his arm up and tells his family not to come in the middle of that i don't I think that's the best part of that movie i i think it's certainly one of the best parts of that movie i don't know why it gets so much hate I, I, I can see what Zack Snyder was going for in that moment, and I I appreciate what he was doing. I don't again, Zack Snyder is one of those directors that like he's so easy to hate, like bandwagon hate these days, and I don't understand. And I'm gonna be like almost like you know in Nickelback and just like why like we all loved them at one point, thought they could do no wrong, and now that everyone just loves to hate have. Zack Snyder. <laughs> thank, thank you. Photograph. Um, That's right. You know what it is. There's there's a lot of very interesting things going on in Man of Steel, especially when they try to introduce to you the god side versus the human side of who Clark Kent is. Um, I love the introduction with you know Russell Crowe. Um, I, there's so much of that movie that I like. The Zack Snyder did a lot for that story, I think, and it's a shame that he got so much. It's a shame that DC couldn't figure out what they were doing, and he got everything taken away from him two or three movies later. It's just such a shame that that happened. It really is a shame that all that went down the way it did. Sure. But I mean, he did get a longer cut of a movie that we didn't think he was going to get made. So, I mean, that's also kind of an interesting thing for film history. But uh, good choices, guys. Lego Movie and Man of Steel. Draft Day, Lego Movie, Man of Steel, all available if you have HBO Max. They're all available. Is Kevin, Car- is Kevin Costner in Lego Movie? That he is. No, no, he, he's not. But Draft, draft Day and Man of Steel. <laughs> How funny would that be? Um, yeah, that, that's, that's not, not a bad one. All right, let's talk, some, <laughs> let's talk about some trailers. Wednesday. What do you guys think? Netflix is this about a series. Yeah, it so is, me and it Chris, is a series. Okay, so me and Chris were talking. So, like, they go through a lot in this trailer, which I actually think is mildly interesting. Yeah. Like, normally, I think most Netflix series stuff is kind of not great. Mm-hmm. Um, I found this at least mildly entertaining. Yeah. So, but Chris, at the end of it, Chris goes, "Is this a movie or a series?" And I'm like, 
fuck i don't know yeah <laughs> no idea no it, it's it's a series i'd look look it up too but I, I a lot of people are very excited for it Gen- jenna ortega gwendolyn christie there's a there's a lot of people that are very excited for for this one. So people love the Adams family, man. They, it's, it's one of those weird fascinations from the eighties and nineties that people Their just fans love. come out of the yeah. woodwork for the, for Adams for Adams family shit, man. It's nuts. They it's no. just it's like very strange. Stuff, but yeah, I'm 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 all for it as long as it look as long as it doesn't suck. I'm 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 all for it. I like the casting choices in it, so I'm excited. Yeah, sure, I, I agree. All right, gentlemen, let's talk about. All right, so this is what let's. I want to talk seriously about The Whale for one second with Brendan Fraser. Okay. Once on top of the world in action film, Brendan Fraser. He's in great shape in this film. <laughs> yes. I am I totally expect The Whale to be one of those movies that in December comes out and just completely blows people away and just sweeps the Academy Awards. It's just something about it has He's that kind of hype. Man. And I bet you it makes like $2 million tops in the box office. Or like, well, seven, like, yeah, like 17 people see it and theatrically, yep. yeah, that's definitely going to happen. But, but so this movie's been hyped it. up for a long time now. Mm-hmm. It's like his like coup de gras comeback sort of thing. So, you know, listen, I always like Brandon Fraser. Me too. He's in some like iconic movies from my childhood, you know, and as I get older, you see like how this dude just kind of got snowed over and it's like, it's shitty. Yeah. And, Look, I hope he wins fifty Oscars. I don't give a shit. Yep. Good for him, man. I hope well, it's. I hope. I hope it's awesome. So, well, so that's all that I can say. I mean, it, it's got Brendan Fraser, Sadie Sink. It's got Samantha Morton, directed by Darren Aronofsky. Like that. That is that alone. I think is enough that if you're into movies, that should pique your interest a little bit. Yep, big boy director. Will this come out in time for this year's Oscars coming? Yes. Up? It, it's wide release in December. Or okay. like our official releases in December, so yes, it will. I don't know if it's wide release, right. but official releases in December, Good. so we'll see. But I'm I've always loved Brendan Fraser. Man, the mummy the mummy films are some of my favorite B movie films of all time. I think the first two are so too, good. Man. Oh, the first one was on repeat in my household. I love that movie. I, I'm going to say this, Chris, and I want you to think before you. I want you to think seriously about. We've talked a lot about you know the best sequels. You know. Aliens, Godfather 2, Terminator 2, you know, I think Lethal Weapon 2, Frozen 2, I think is among those. I do think The Mummy Returns belongs on that list of sequels that they do what the original did, they continue the same story, but just expanding upon, and just they make a great sequel to a great original. Do you, do you think that it deserves to be on that list? Yeah, I'm, I'm sad you didn't say X2, but yes, yeah, mm. I do agree. Well, no, there, there are, you know, there are a dozen other movies I didn't say, but... Um, Shut your mouth. <laughs> I agree. I'm glad you agree with that because I I hate when people talk so negatively about every mummy after the '99 Brendan Fraser mummy. I just oh look after two mummies. though it, yeah. get, it, get, yeah. it gets a little bad. Scorpion King's trash. Well, what's see, the what's the third one with Jet Li? That oh, oh that's a tomb, that tomb was, of the Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. That one is worse. Yeah. Although so. there's although because of the whale, there is a rumor that I was talking to an accounting buddy of mine who was working. Uh, on an in-house studio position right now until the new year is they're talking about doing uh, the Terminator treatment, doing a third mummy movie, ignoring the Tomb of the Dragon Emperor and just continuing on the story after two. But I mean, what about the Tom Cruise mummy movie? They came out in like 2017. Well, but, but that the wasn't Dark universe or whatever. But, but that was more meant. That was like that was more supposed to be the mummy from like, the, you know, the 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 golden age of like the the, Cinema, the creatures yeah. that golden, you know, Listen. like the mummy, the Wolfman. I mean, it killed that whole that whole little dark universe thing Listen, they had planned. The, the world wasn't ready for the dark universe. Is all it is. It'll happen. You think so? 
What if the universe is already dark? I mean, <laughs> Fair. there's a lot of stuff in Stephen King's like wor- like works that is just intertwined and connected, and like things that like you he hasn't even said officially. It's just things people have found out from reading his stories. There is a lot there that I think actually does lend to something in that realm for like a cinematic universe kind of thing, but it's got to come at the right time with the right people. So I just I just wasn't ready yet. I, just I agree. Finished his book Fairy Tale, incredible book. Mm-hmm. Was gentlemen, let's move into we've talked about it a number of times, but John Wick chapter four, the last trailer, as sort of we're told. And here's why I bring this up again, because rare is the day that we get a, something like John Wick that works as well as it does in the genre that it does with every sequel have almost the same bar of quality. How often does that happen, Roger? I mean, can you count on how many fingers do you need to hold up of, of things that did achieve that? Well, I mean, this has done it twice. So, well, I mean, it's done it three two. times, you know. Well, we don't know yet. Well, John Wick, well, John Wick, chap, John Wick, chapter two, chapter three have all been excellent. Yeah, yeah. So that's two. Yeah, and two. I mean, I mean, I would even I, they're not. I they assume this is said, Don't get me wrong. I've, I've been, they haven't said, but like I assume nobody's in the same universe as John Wick. So I mean, it just what these. I mean, it just we don't get these very often, and you should be excited for John Wick chapter four. I'll email Keanu and see if he'll confirm that for us. Okay, thanks. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> now, I heard someone at Friendsgiving did say, and I didn't. I watched the trailer a couple of times one night going to bed. I didn't see it, but he said, this one, Wick, or Keanu's looking a little sluggish. I'm like, I don't, I don't get that from this trailer. Why would they? They wouldn't show a trailer where he was looking sluggish and weak. They just wouldn't show that. So do you guys think that? Do you, do you guys get that vibe from the trailer that, um, Keanu's getting too old to do this stuff. I, no, I don't think. I don't, I don't think, think Keanu so. thinks he's getting too old to do this Wait, stuff. Me, me, Chris had a good point when we were talking. This will be the first. So, the first John Wick movie happens, and there's a small gap, and then the second and third John Wick movie in that universe take place in like the span of a week. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one is going to have a gap after three and before four, which he has to do some sort of serious recovery because he fell off a fucking roof. <laughs> Let's not forget that. So maybe the old man's got a limp, which I get it. <laughs> I th- so I think your friend's an idiot. <laughs> Thanks. I'll, I'll I'll let him know. But no, yes, I, I, I immediately we'll disagreed. That. I immediately disagreed with him. I don't Good. agree with that at all. But did you call him an idiot? I did not. Wow. Had you thought about doing that? I had, but I mean, he's okay, you know, good. and he's okay. next marine, and he can probably stop my neck, admit. I mean, Keanu Reeves, Donnie Yen, Bill Skarsgård, um, Harioki Sonata. The I always call him the Swordmaster from Last Samurai. He's incredible. Lance Reddick, incredible. Yep. Um, no, he's there's... Scorpion now. True. Oh yeah. Okay. Fine. Fair. Yeah. Lawrence... He referred to him by his <laughs> by his official title by his new by his new given name. Uh, Ian McShane, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. I'm telling you, this is going to be. I'm even willing to bet this is going to be a hundred million dollar opening weekend. Hell yeah, brother! This movie is going to. I'm just. I just want it to be as good as, if not better, than the three that has come before it. <laughs> All it has to do is be that. Yeah, it's fine. It's not just, a big ass. I mean, more, listen, more of they that. don't even need words anymore, though. Just give me gunfights, and I'm cool with 100%. it. Hundred percent. Yeah, no, hundred as as balanced and operatic as they were, just more of that. All right. Can you imagine gentlemen. like walk? Can you imagine walking in the writing room, seeing the storyboard, and it's just, it's like. 117 cards of just John Wick murdering people. It's just and a gun and there's and not, a gun and, and there's a not gun. a single <laughs> chat bubble. And they go, we got to add dialogue to this. Somewhere, right? <laughs> we gotta, we gotta add dialogue. 
but but also like I mean he, I don't know but where he <laughs> he straight up ran up a wall in what the third one with the dog he ran yeah, up yeah. the side of a wall to kill somebody <laughs> that's awesome all right gentlemen now we have come to we have come to that time in the show where we talk about the movie of the week and because they were both uh, they were both streaming we decided to go with weird the Al Yankovic story given to us from Roku which I have a quick story about. But yeah. let's take a look at some particulars real quick. So Al, so the the weird, the Al Yankovic story, has a tomato meter of 85% and an audience score of 86. Right. Roger, did you, did, you, did you happen to bring up the, Medi- the Metacritic? I did not, but I can't. I'm surprised that it, that it has that high from either side. There's, I'm not surprised. I thought I, I think it deserves higher than that. Well, that's so just I'm me. not saying it doesn't deserve it. I think I'm just surprised that that's the score it got after seeing this film because I can see certain people being turned off by this film and not understanding like what was created here. So it's got a 70 on Metacritic. Okay. And also when I started to type weird meta into my Google and immediately corrected it to weird metallic taste in my mouth. And I, <laughs> <laughs> your weird I just want to bring, share what like this is show prep folks. Your, your, your weird devil Google box. Weird metallic taste in my mouth. All right, here we go. Here's the rotating. Well, here's the cast of characters which I think is brilliant in its own set: Daniel Radcliffe, Evan Rachel Wood, Rain Wilson, Toby Huss, Julianne Nicholson, Quinta Brunson. Um, Weird Al himself is actually a big part of this movie. Yeah. Will Forte, Patton Oswalt, Michael McKean. I'm trying to pull out some Conan O'Brien, even Akiva Schaefer, Seth Green, Josh Groban. It just goes on. But directed by Eric Appel. Roger, what's this one about? Uh, lots of stuff. It's a pay. So this this movie is is crazy. What it is, right? This is, yeah, it's crazy. This it, is an accurate biopic of Weird Al's life. Completely one hundred percent, not written, made up at all. Not made up in any capacity. Hundred <laughs> percent. No, man. So this is this is a fun parody version of Weird Al's life. Yep. And um, once you understand that, that's what this is. Like, I thought this movie was hilarious. Like, it's so over the top stupid at some points i was just i legitimately like belly laughed yeah at some stuff because i'm like that's just insane so this is i agree but this is like a parody of a man who had a parody career you know what yeah, I mean? like we, so it's like an interesting like yeah no i understand it's a joke but like even from like the first like few minutes inside the family household when he's having dinner with his folks like it is the dialogue there is so ridiculously over the top and like it's just no, so you're never bring an accordion into this house <laughs> <laughs> dad you're gonna work at the factory he, or he, he talks about the kid that died in the factory because of yeah. the accident but he's like why don't you just keep going back <laughs> <laughs> there's so much greatness with this in this movie and it's like i just i was laughing almost the whole time like it's just man i was such a good time with this How about i didn't, I didn't expect the shit out of the accordion sales guy yeah <laughs> he just pummeling <laughs> ridiculous and he's like i'm still here don't worry i think my lungs collapsed though i want to call somebody <laughs> all right so i think that's a pretty accurate description of it's it's, it's a parody of a parody which as far as filmmaking goes, it allows for a lot kind of crazy shit on the screen. And and even like it makes that crazy stuff acceptable in this universe because you establish so early that it's so over the top anyway. I mean, it's just that's the part I love about it. It's like almost anything goes in this movie. Almost anything goes. At one point, I, l- I looked at my wife because she watched this with me and I, I, I said, 
I wonder if any of this is true. Like, I wonder if they went out of their way to make sure everything that you see on screen is false. Is is false in some way? Like his his roommates were so awesome. His roommate bandmates, excuse me, they were so awesome and nice and understanding and supportive. Like maybe they were dicks. You know what I mean? Like you know, like when he started, like tried to do this thing, they were like, "No, man, this is never going to work." It wouldn't help him, and then like he had yeah. to go find a band someplace. Like. Like I, it makes me wonder if everything was a parody. In this Dude, film. when they go on stage with him during the open mic night, he's like, "I didn't know you guys could play instruments." He's like, "You ever ask?" Yeah, <laughs> he just gives him that like weird like, huh? Yeah, yeah it was like it's like I can't let him go up there by himself, and they all like expertly play the instruments behind the Weird Al. Yeah, it's it's great. It's hundred percent wonderful. His mom is great. His dad's even better. Like I just I love his dad too. It's just he like, mails it's out so... the tape to the doctor, <laughs> like, yeah. and he gets there that afternoon. Yep. <laughs> it's already number one. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's he does just the camera like sl- like it quickly zooms in on him as he's smiling. Yeah, it's great. And they get up and dance around. Like it's just it's all just. I can see Chris. That's why some people be like, "What is it? This is stupid. I don't get it. Like, what's going on here?" Like, I but like that's the whole. If you can't buy into that, then you're not going to enjoy the movie at all. Yeah, like I I know there's people out there that like their buddies like love Weird Al and like they they watch this movie and they told their friend you you should watch me. It was hilarious because they honestly think that. And then their friend turns this on and like, I don't get it. This is this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. And turns it off in like 20 minutes. This is weird. So <laughs> let, me, let me ask something. This part in the, what song do you guys, what song when you were young, do you attribute weird Al to like mine is, I think it was the bye bye. Mr. Anakin guy, maybe Vader someday later, you know, that song, the American pie, but star Wars. Oh, it was always Amish paradise. For yeah. Me. Same. Amish, Amish paradise, paradise is the one. Yep. That's one Amish like that's paradise. the legendary one, but for me it was the Star Wars, the American Pie. They didn't pay much homage in the movie. And I was kind of sad about it. Well, I think because that's the most well known is Amish Paradise. Died, so yeah, poke a lot of fun at him, probably. Maybe, yeah. Well, also that's I mean, the they most popular. Enough, though they wanted enough. to reveal some yeah. of the other ones, like my Bologna, as he was, as his friends were like, dude, dude, when he's making that song and like he's just like rocking his head, yeah. and just I actually thought that was clever yeah, as hell. I agree. And then the music starts skipping yep. and it's just playing the loop. <laughs> well, of course, it was what my Sharona, but then he's looking at the Bologna. And like, of course, this is how he gets my Bologna. And then it's just, it, everything just lines up perfectly in this movie. It's for I every hate call time. it Bologna. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just, that's what it is. That's what it is. My them's the rules. Yeah, them's the rules, it. boy. Them's the rules. I did. I did really appreciate though the eat it thing. Yeah. How they made it. Michael Jackson was like, "How dare he copy yeah. me?" Look, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't. I mean, that's and he's like, "Yeah, totally not stolen from anything. Hundred percent mm-hmm. original. Eat it. That's amazing. I can't even. This, I I had such a good time with. But let's, let's talk about a little about the story. Let's talk about the pool scene where he's where Rain Wilson is his character is like Jack. introducing <laughs> right. him to introducing him to like Jack Black and like it's just it's crazy and the the guy from oh. the guy from a Queen. Well, hold on, I want to talk about the pool scene for a second. Watching that scene, my wife stopped and was like, "Does it bother you that Wolfman Jack looks just like Roger?" Wow, and I was like, "Well, now I can't unsee it, but." I mean, should I put I on my sunglasses? I think, like, hang on, let me put on my. I think it uncannily, like, it uncannily reminds me of you, like that whole time he's on screen. Should I, I talk was... like this the rest of the show? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't do that. I don't see it at all. But that's just oh me. my god, man! Like, I don't know. I wish, I wish I had a, I wish I had a, this a, this a badass picture of Roger. <laughs> I could have held up my TV, like, hmm, let's mm. find out. So, 
Let's find yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Take those off. <laughs> I had on the aviators here in studio. So let's so let's talk about Daniel Radcliffe then. I want to talk about Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al. Is it the perfect casting choice or is it a yes. poor casting choice? No, it's the best. I mean, the movie was good, so you can't argue that it was a you can't say it was a bad choice. You know what I mean? Like people that don't like it might say it, but it's fine. I, I could someone else have played that part probably, but I mean. Tell me what he did wrong. Yeah, like his comedic timing's great. He has to be, he has to act dramatic while in this weird comedy movie, you know, and he does it all fine. Like, there's not a point where I went, ooh, you know, like. And bro, like, he shredded. I mean, he is, because he, he was, was on stage out. without a shirt on. Yeah, that definitely. I don't <laughs> think, well, I mean, I agree with you, Chris, about the Henry Cavill comment you made earlier about he's great, perfect casting for. I don't think he's perfect, but I think there's like, he's one of like three people that could have played in 2013 you know Superman. I was, you know, and I, I, I can, I can see other people able to play the Superman character. I just, I think, I think Cavill's spot on for it. But like watching this film, I didn't think one time about who else could have played Weird Al, you know, Weird Al Yankovic. I, I just, I didn't find myself thinking about that. So I think that that's in, indicative to, you know, a good casting choice because I, I can't think of anyone else who could have done it. You know, like, or I mean, I'm sure people could, but I can't like actually think like who looks weird and gangly like Weird Al does. You know, I think it's almost a joke of especially like, with on that, top of the especially with that hair, man. That hair kills me. It's great, yeah, powerful mustache and strong. that and that strong. strong mustache, which I wanted to bring up too. Where Roger loves a good mustache, who doesn't? I mean, it's I I think the only he person prob- doesn't like a strong mustache is you. No, you I, can't I, grow I, one. I, well, I'm jealous. Doesn't mean I can't. Don't like them. I can't. Did grow you shave you know, Friendsgiving? I did. You piece of shit. Whoa, man. Anyway, Whoa, anyway. man. So. <laughs> I think he probably lobbied for this part. I think that he was like, "I want to, I want to be Weird Al." Listen, he, he all jokes aside, he does a lot of strange projects. He does. he does. Daniel Radcliffe only does what Daniel Radcliffe wants to do. So, I'm sure somebody brought this to be like, "Hey, Dan, Weird Al wants to ask you something," and he's like, "Really, Weird Al? Cool, man." <laughs> How about he's like, "I'm in, hundred percent, yeah." So. Yeah, I, I bet you. I bet you had a good time doing it. I bet you this movie was fun to film. Oh God, it had to be. I, like I, I under, I believe that this is like people just cracking up, laughing yep. at some of the scenarios that end up in this. So. And you, you don't get this many big stars that come in and like have appearances in your film if you aren't if you aren't a fun guy to work with. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know people. You know people you like. Who's ever said much bad stuff about him? I know. So. That's what I mean. Like, you, like it. Like you have to imagine that this was you know fun to work with everyone involved and that people were just having a good time making this film. Oh, I, I imagine, especially like the the scenes in the in the lawyer office, because that's that's Weird Al, the guy, the guy with the yeah, black yeah. hair is Weird Al, yep. and then Record Will Forte is the other one. Yeah. I, those those scenes have got to be hilarious. When he's like, "You're no talent hack who can't sing," and and then Weird Al's actually like, "Well, maybe not. Maybe that's not true." But <laughs> <laughs> which again <laughs> is funny when you think about how meta that is. Yep, it certainly is. And which brings me back to something you said, Chris, is maybe that's maybe the parody is everything is opposite. Because didn't didn't it say that his parents were actually very supportive of, of him? Extremely, his parents yeah. have been extremely supportive of yep. him. So I'd be willing to bet that, like, if if that's the opposite, then maybe the friends were just a bunch of assholes. Like the roommates no, going to like, a polka party. He's like, I don't know, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I can't go to a polka party. 
He's acting like it was like a, you know, it was it was, it was just like this outlawed thing that no one teenage rager, some sort of kegger. He's yeah, at, no, yeah. yeah, teenage rager. That's hilarious. The cops bust in. I know you're playing poker in there. <laughs> <laughs> like if someone's watching it and not quite sure what's going, on, like at that scene, you have to be okay. This is meant to be a joke. This is meant to be a funny parody. Was it the cops breaking in because of the polka or was it because all the kids were having a polka party? Like, like at what point is this ridiculous? Yeah. <laughs> you know I what, mean, though? So well, the part that I think is hilarious after that is when he's talking to his dad. And he's sitting on the couch. He's like, when did you even learn how to play that? And he's like, were you doing it? I'm sneaking off in the woods to learn to play the court. He's like, no, I did it here. Just quietly in the closet yeah. by closet. myself. <laughs> Which is like, there's so many undertones there in that dialogue that it's even, yep. it's it's so great. And the dad's like, he's like in the closet. He walks in and comes out and just smashes it. It's just like the greatest. And it's like so like, no, drops to his knees. Like it's just, it's just great. And like yells at him. I don't think he drops to his knees. I think I think I may have added that. But it's just it's wonderful. Everything about this is spot on. And I'm I kind of wish you had gotten above an 85 on. Because I, to me, this is like I don't know how you watch this movie and not thoroughly enjoy it if you're a comedy fan i think you'd have a hard time not liking this movie listen this movie's not some kind of academy award winner don't get me wrong here but it's funny and fun from start to finish right well especially the parts it's serious semi-serious for a minute are still like just wildly inaccurate scenarios in life (laughs) like the whole madonna thing like come on now Dude, he guns down the Colombian cartel, which then Madonna <laughs> takes over. <laughs> With like the episode, he just walks into the room with an M16, and then yeah, yeah. Madonna like, shoots for like over? a minute straight. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's absolutely ridiculous. But like, is it any more ridiculous? I asked this question seriously. Is it any more ridiculous than like Inglorious Bastards? Like completely no. a complete perversion of history of what really happened. You like, I mean, that's ridiculous in its own right. I mean, even when 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 that movie's that it's most ridiculous when they're just like burning down the theater and just killing everyone and laughing and smiling and like and killing you know shooting Hitler a million times like that's also ridiculous. You want to know something ridiculous? It's meant to be. I have Weird Al Yankovic's autograph. What? Do you really? Oh yeah, buddy. I've seen him at concert twice Good for you, man. What? That's, that's oh awesome. yeah, I really do have his autograph though, for real. You know, I was I was when they were showing after the the movies and the, the credits. I'm like, I wonder if these pictures are real. And then, I'll rise. I th- I thought that and said it out loud to the people watching it with me. Then the next the next picture was like <laughs> was him firing an M16 in Vietnam or something. And yeah, just like, was and like I was, okay, this is it, off. Some of these are obviously not real. But. I think every one of them were fake. Oh, where, where, I, where I think the ones like, of him as a little kid were real. Okay, maybe. Yeah, well, okay, it was the same. It was the same. Pictures. It was the same actor though. It wasn't. It was the same. It was the same kid as from the original, from the beginning of the film. Mm, no, I don't know. I I, I think things look different. It does. I mean, it doesn't really matter. But again, I think it pulls. It pulls back to the you know the parody thing where everything is everything is false in this movie. Yeah. Well, I think some of it was like the broad strokes may have some of that may have been real. I think you know, but I mean, I don't think too much of this could be because the absurdity level is so high all the time that there's not much that could be real in this. No, like, probably not. Like I love when he walks in, he walks back into the lawyer office, and he just throws a cassette across the room, playing. <laughs> and then they're, they're they're just like, "This is insane! You wrote this all by yourself?" He's like, "Yes." It's just, it's, it's wonderfully over the top, and I love it. Yeah. He's wearing his platinum, yeah, things. Yep. It's like it's extremely heavy. <laughs> <laughs> One for each time I've gone platinum. 
and his mom on the phone is like, goodbye, okay, goodbye, goodbye. Um, it, it's just, it's one of those things that it Dad just will be home from work, work soon from the factory. <laughs> what do you even Dad make though when you're going to join him at the factory? Factory, yeah. And what's with the, what's with like the change in like bodysuit for the mom? Hmm. Was, that, was that just supposed to be ridiculous also? Uh, yeah, probably. I, I didn't, I'm not sure I got the link there, but I could have missed something vital, but I'm just not sure I understood that. Like she kept getting like more and more chins. Like I'm mm-hmm. not sure where that was going, but. So what about a movie like Dewey Cox, the walk hard or walk hard, the Dewey Cox, whatever that was with John C. Riley. So I think that movie's bad though. I think it's got a few funny moments, but all overall it's not very memorable. No. When I think I would this say one, that movie's considerably worse than this movie. Oh, I, I would agree, but I mean, at least this one I think is memorable. Okay. And another, sure. and another another question I want to ask you: Is this any more or less absurd than Guns Akimbo? Another so, one with Daniel Radcliffe. No, probably not more absurd, but definitely not quite in the same vein. Because Guns Akimbo is hard R. Yes. Radar, and this movie is not. Like, I don't think they even swear once, do they? Oh, they, they have to. I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. But yeah, like it, it's not anything like that. Now, listen, that would have been an interesting twist. Let's <laughs> make it a hard R. Yeah. Right <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, Guns Akimbo is a wild movie, man. It is. It's just nuts. So also but loved I mean, it, by the way. But like, so like, so is it, I mean, the LSD lace guacamole. Like, that's also <laughs> nuts and insane. <laughs> Come on. It's that's also insane. Of course it does. It has LSD <laughs> in it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then it starts working immediately after he says that. Yeah, like, not, like not, not even a minute has yeah, gone by. It doesn't work that like, bad. No, you can use the hot tub downstairs. He's like, no, I'm fine here. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can use one of the 12 I have not in my room, right? He's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm okay. Eating guacamole and chips in, in the hot tub with his stuff on. <laughs> With his hat on and his shirt, whatever that shirt said, yeah. I forget what it said, but yeah, yeah it's great. fine, it's wonderful. Mm, 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 mm. So, give me some things you guys thought were maybe too absurd for even in this movie, a little too absurd. So Chris started to mention something. We were talking about the pool party at the beginning, mm-hmm. when I went off this tangent of me sounding like Wolfman Jack. <laughs> um, when he was just like, when he's like, he wanted to make up a parody song right then and there. Yeah. And he said, and John Deacon steps out of the thing. He's like, use another one, rides the bus. And he says something. He's like, you know, written by me, John Deacon from Queen. <laughs> oh, no, no. Another one, another one bites the dust. That, you know, so, but yeah, yeah. You, you know what I meant. But yeah. yeah. And then he writes another one, rides the bus right mm-hmm. then and there. And they're just, then they just all start cheering wildly yep. as he immediately wrote a song. I don't, I don't know. I just think that was just hilarious. The, the pool scene is one of the better. It was one of the best scenes, I think, in this, in this film. Um, things I didn't like, though. So actually, I think the, I think what hurts this movie is the Madonna stuff, honestly. And there's nothing against like, you know, like the performances or like, you know, the actors who played Madonna or whatever. I just I think the weakest pieces of this film are the things that have like are related to that. And then near the end of the film, things like really kind of like fall off for me. Whereas like this movie's a great fun ride all the way up till about like the last like twenty minutes and then it kind of really falls off sharp from like, you know, what I you know, what I saw it like kinda ended on a high note on. But that's just my personal take. Where where, where where do you think it starts to fall off? Like can you can you reference a scene or a, a plot point? But it's like it's it's hard to pinpoint for me. But it's like I had such a good time. Like I was smiling the whole time I watched this. Like it was just, I laughed a few times. I had a great ride, 
And then like somewhere like about 20 minutes before it ends, I, I can't really pinpoint where, like not without like trying to like rewatch it again. It, it does kind of fall off for me where it's like, oh, okay, you know, I'm ready for this to be done now. But again, I think the Madonna stuff's kind of the weakest parts of the movie. I don't, I don't think it's necessary to be as as deep as it was in this film. I, I think they could have done with a little bit less of it. Interesting. Well, the Madonna. I mean, that's just another, you know, '80s star that you know everyone's going to be able to remember is Madonna. I think that's why they chose Madonna, right? Sure. I get that. That's fine. I just think I, I just personally think there's way too much involved with you know with all of that. You don't like him being gunned down in, in 1985 and becoming a martyr and. You don't, you don't like any of that? No, the ending is a is a fine way for the film to end. <laughs> because again, this is a goddamn parody. You know what it I mean? Is, like yeah, the, yeah. that's all fine. But I just think, you know, it's like I said, that just the Madonna stuff I think was a little too much. I think they could have done without some of it. Well, what about you, Roger, and the Madonna stuff? What do you think about that? I mean, I didn't have any problem with it because again, though, it is a parody of a parody Ellison. It is not the strongest parts of the movie, though. Chris is right on that. I I think it's hilarious when they're sitting in the office. And he's just like, can you hurry up? We got stuff to do. And like, she just like licks the side of his face. <laughs> no, like, look, that's funny because it's funny. So like what I thought was going to happen, which I felt like they were trying to set up at first was like, you know, because he, he says it at that one point in the diner, like, you know, you know, like, I've only I've only known you for 16 hours and blah, blah, blah. And I feel so, atta- you know, so connected to you. And like, I thought then like in like the next scene she was going to break up with him and like it just be done you mm-hmm. know like you know i feel like i know you so much blah 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 yeah it's great and then like they're gone i thought they were going to get married or or something even absurd like that mm-hmm. you know what i mean but still like i thought like it was going to be this fast thing it comes in and goes and it's over with like you know you weird out had a tryst with you know you know with madonna is like the parody on that but it they didn't they kept it rolling all the way through the film mm-hmm. yeah. until she guns him down or has him assassinated, I guess, is a better way to... Well, yeah, but, I mean, you got to have some truth in your film. I mean, she did get kidnapped, and he does go to save her. True. It's true love, Chris. It is. You don't just do that. <laughs> you don't just travel to Columbia and, and I just, you know... I love when they show up, and they're, like, the... cheering. You're like, you came to my birthday! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that whole scene was... But it fits right in with the rest of the movie. The whole no, Pablo Escobar yeah. scene fits right in with the rest of the film. It's like, it just, it's it's... But here's that gray area that we talk about all the time that we I don't oh, think, think any hundred percent true. This is the one. No, 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 no. no. I, I don't think that. No, 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 no. This is the thing with like I think the three of us all have kind of a different definition of like I call it the gray area with like films that you know in Ola Holmes can be one of those at least according to me is like it's got some great stuff going on, but this is the gray area where like it's just. This movie is not going to win any Academy Awards, but it's so goddamn enjoyable that mm-hmm. I have to give it a good score because I laughed and enjoyed it so much. And it's just, it's not meant to be taken seriously. Like so many movies we talk about that also have great things going on in them. But I mean, there's that, this is part of that big gray area I always talk about. So how can you justify, how can you justify giving weird the al yankovic story which it deserves above a seven or maybe above a six anywhere in that six to ten but how can you justify that when you you know when joker lives somewhere between seven and nine how can you justify that when one movie is like it's a great movie the other one's kind of a weird parody meant to be funny how do you do that inherently there's problems with rating scales no matter what like no matter if you have the perfect rating scale there's a problem with your rating scale and that's just the nature of that beast However, I think that 
it's all relative to the experience, you know, of the film and what the film is trying to deliver to you and how you perceive that as an audience member and how it affects you. That's where the rating comes from. The film itself is the cause, you know, is the causation of how you rate the film because of the way that you, the viewer, perceives it. And I think you begin to kind of, you know, mix that up a little bit once, you know, you take other things from outside you know, and pull it into your movie rating, unless the film itself is asking you to think about those things specifically. When you bring in things that aren't relevant, but are like around the time, you know, if you're giving something a higher or lower score because of a feeling you have about another event. Or Outside influences. Happening. Yeah. Like it, that doesn't make sense. Cause that's not what the, the film's medium is trying to deliver to you. Now, when the, like I said, when the film is trying to deliver that to you and make you think about that specific thing, that's different. But I think, you know, I think you can rate like a guy like me can watch a movie like Schindler's list and give it the score it deserves and then watch weird owl as the next, you know, film on my list and give it, you know, the, the rating it deserves, you know, even though what a weird weekend that would have been. It would be, it would be, (laughs) but like they're vastly different films and like, and experiences, but to somebody those can both be nines. You know what I mean? It, it, It can just, it can be that way and that's okay. I think you but can, that's you know, you know but that's that. you know see Roger what do you say about it? I have a feeling you have a different approach what Chris just said well no I mean I listen I understand what Chris says and I believe what he says is 100% accurate but how we rate our own movies is up to us exactly. honestly well um, you're, that's, you're the one that, you're, you're the one that always says the same scale so when I say well, it's it's supposed to be no well, you know when you I don't say play by that rule well but the, when I say weird owls an eight for a comedy and Schindler's list is a nine for a drama like that doesn't does that equate? Nope. That's my point though. So there are different scales. You scale them for comedy and drama. But like you scale either. them as movies. You know, it's okay, about okay but on the but on the same scale then, if Schindler's list is a nine, this would have to be like a four or a three. You know what I mean? Like it's just because it's so absurd. No, that's not accurate either. I mean, I I I don't know. Okay, so but you I mean, see, what I'm trying off, to say though. Who's giving list a nine? It's a ten. Yeah. Oh, it, it is a ten. Right. It is hundred percent. I mean, you're the one that started the nine thing. Okay, fine. So ten. You did that. I, I was thinking about the average man or whatever. <laughs> you you know. did that, but whatever. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, so here's the thing. This movie is fun, right? And you know, I've said it a lot. Fun does matter in a movie. It was very, very apparent when we watched Black Adam. You know what? What two weeks ago? Last week was yeah. that? Last week? Yeah, yeah, it was last two week. weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. God damn it. Right. Wow. Um, LSD. Wish you guacamole, baby. Bad <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah. Fun does matter because so fun can make a bad movie better mm-hmm. and a good movie. Great. Like it really, truly can. Um, listen, this movie is it's not some sort of theatrical masterpiece. This movie is funny and it's insane <laughs> and it's it's probably just an a- above average comedy, right? Like that's really, truly what it is. When we go to skit, when we go to score, and I'm sure this is probably what this is leading into because we're talking about scoring yeah, yeah. things. Um, I, I like this movie. Mm-hmm. It, it does. It made me belly laugh, but to compare it to some, some of the greatest movies ever made. No, of course it's going to fucking fall short. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it, it probably falls short for most movies, but this movie's so out of control, wild. You're just like, Ah, who cares? Yeah, yeah. It's but so fun. we always say that we always say that fun matters. I, I mean, I am always a strong believer that like clever, funny writing also matters. Yes, it's like th- this is to me. If see, I think this. If if you're looking at just the script, I think this movie is fucking brilliant. 
I think they did so many things right as far as like if you're unless you're like a you know a tight ass person that doesn't laugh at stupid things and that's your fault. But that's you know that's just that's on you. But when you laugh at things that are funny, I think you'd have a hard time sitting down and not belly laughing at least three or four times and chuckling another five or six times in this movie. Absolutely. I, mean, I think that that also the clever writing has to matter because without it, you just have this absurd movie about kind of an artist that parodied everything. And even yeah. even that they were parodying, almost every scene was like a parody of itself from a man who parodied everything. That's one of the brilliant parts of this is recognizing what Weird Al was and making the movie exactly like Weird Al Yankovic's career has gone. All a parody. So, yeah. I mean, that's just that, that, that matters to me. And it's like there's so many. That's clever. It's so hard to tell someone. Schindler's List 10, Weird Al. Nine. They, they they look at you with their one eyebrow furrowed. There's another explanation that has to go with the Weird Al thing. Maybe not so, the Schindler's List, but with the Weird Al thing, there's another line of dialogue or sentence that has to go with that nine. The last comedy that I rated a ten, all jokes aside, was Palm Springs. Okay, yeah. and uh, I'll stand firm. Listen, I know I, I I laugh and joke that Palm Springs should always be what you watch on Hulu or whatever. But Palm Springs is an excellent movie, mm-hmm. it is. and it's very very funny. Yeah. Okay. This movie is very funny. Mm-hmm. It is not an excellent movie. <laughs> do, you, do you guys understand what I <laughs> yeah, mean yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. This movie is funny. That's really where the praise for this movie kind of ends. You know, it's not paced great. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it's it, there's no cinematography here. You know, we're not solving the world's problems. This movie's just funny, man. And that's okay because it works here, right? Now, it's a case of, for me, like something like Palm Springs. Palm Springs checks every box I want in a movie, mm-hmm. every single one of them. Yeah. This movie falls short of that, but it made me laugh really hard a couple of times, and that's important. Mm-hmm. So, fun matters. Well, it's vitally important, and I'm not going to give this a movie a nine, but I think it, it deserves a higher score than what we usually give stuff, stuff like this. I think it really does earn and deserve a score. But, you so, want to score it? I'll score it right well, now. I'll one, more, well, one more thing I want to talk about before we score it is, yeah. is Roku. Yeah, okay. So their first real movie, right? Well, so as, far as I know, I couldn't. So when I assumed that I could do a viewing of this with my friends, I assumed I could just slap in my Apple TV, go download the app, boom, play it. Apple TV is the only place this thing Roku does not allow their stuff. They allow it on my phone. <laughs> hold on, hold on. On, on. on my Apple device on my phone, I can get it. On every so you single have to device, put it on your phone and then airplay it to your Apple TV. No, it, it, won't, it won't let you airplay it. It won't let you do that. But, you do so it, yeah. if, if if you Google type in how to watch Roku movies on Apple TV, it'll come up with not applicable. Lol, but noob. then then it'll give you a list of a hundred other things that you can get Roku app on. Why not Apple? What the Would hell? Would you have to watch Roku? on your PlayStation? No, no. My buddy had a had a, a Roku stick. Oh, yep. That we watch it on, but like. Why would you allow it? I mean, I can watch it on my phone by my, like, without, I can watch it on my phone. That's weird. That's strange. Why allow it on some Apple products? I'm like, it's oh, like, like in, that. when, when Pokemon Go came out in 2016. What a dick measuring contest that is. <laughs> hold on, hold on. If, if, if you didn't have, when, when Pokemon Go came out, huge, I mean, like, summer of 2016 was like, that changed everything in mobile gaming. If you, if your coffee shop was around, had some spins in a gym, you're, you had 24-7 people in there. Like, you had to have that. You had to submit to the to Niantic and get, a, and get a stop or a gym near you. You just had to do that. This, like when, when iPhones first came out, if your website, when iPhone first came out, wasn't viewable on iPhone, then I hope you died. Because 
that was the new standard. If why is this not viewable on Apple TV? Mm. That's my question. Like I mean, Roku's huge and it has like its own TV. And I get that, and they only want. I mean, if they're going to put their own money into this, they want only viewed by people who have their TV. But like your app is available on list of everything. I I, I think one of them was like I think you can get on Nintendo Switch. So why? Yeah, that's what I asked about because you can do it on every video game system. Right? Yeah, you you can you, you can get it on PlayStation. That's also, but like, why I mean, not Apple TV? I just don't understand it. Wouldn't Apple TV be the direct competitor of Roku TV? Well, yes, it it would, but the direct way more successful. But on competitor. Apple TV, you can open up and put Netflix. Yeah, but Apple like, TV understands it needs that to function. Roku doesn't need Apple to function. And vice but, versa. But Roku is, I mean, on the list of. Important... I guess it depends on how much they get into the entertainment side. Yeah, of it. and also, and if you and 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 whether you like it or not, Apple TV is like probably the least bought into TV like out there compared to like everything else on the market. Well, but only like, Roku because Roku the gimmick is it's got a built the Roku TVs have the built-in Roku service, which I mean, you I mean, say it doesn't gimmick, matter. But it's the most bought television in, in the world. Dude. Is it? I, so, I, I mean, mean you... I, I don't. Is that true though? Is that or is that yeah, like a, it's yeah. accurate? <laughs> is it, it really outsells, true? It outsells the Amazon Fire Stick two to one. Yeah, yeah Roku Lord, televisions man. are in every brand of TV at this point. Good you can't God, you can't have a TV brand and not have a Roku version of your TV. It's just it's just a thing, and Jeez. and Apple TV is probably the least the least paid for TV out there comparatively, like, you know, just your base models. It's just, just not a common it. thing. I couldn't believe that wasn't available. Like, I was losing my mind. That is wild like, that you just can't do it. But yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Listen, I'm an Apple guy. I have plenty of ways. Yeah. So I have plenty I of Roku you. TVs in my house. Yeah. I got Roku sticks. Yep. But the same with like, I, I, I downloaded the Roku app on my Mac. I downloaded it on my phone. Why can't I, why not Apple TV? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, sense. that's true. I do have the Apple TV app on my Roku. Yeah. God, it's got to be Apple then, right? <laughs> God damn. Well, no. I mean, is it Apple or is it Roku? Well, I mean, here's the thing. If Roku allows the Apple TV app on Roku yep. and Apple, you can't get the Apple or the Roku app on Apple. That's Apple. Yeah. I would think you'd want every competitor's thing on your thing. So well, everyone buys I mean, your thing to watch Apple's everything. doing just fine. Yeah, no. But I, I find it funny that Apple does this thing where it kind of shoots itself in its own feet every now and then. So, so with fine. with a little extension of that conversation, how do you guys think this would have done theatrically? Just just throwing it out there. How do you think it would have done? Well, so listen, if it wasn't going against Black Panther. And it, <laughs> <laughs> but if, it, if this came out, and you and like they actually advertised it, and it was like, hey, you know, special event, blah blah blah. I think it could have done some money. And I listen, I have no the budget for this movie was only eight million dollars. I went and looked; it was easy. Jeez. Yeah, All only right. eight million bucks, right? We have no idea how Roku equates yeah. views to money here in this case, but I would say just eight million dollars, it has to be a win, right? Oh yeah, it truly Easily. has to be. I now, could see listen, this doing. Would this have made a bunch of money. You know, at a the at a theater, listen, could it have brought in like thirty million dollars over a couple of weeks? Probably Maybe, so, right? Yeah. But here's the thing: this won't even go to VOD. Like, nope. you won't even be able to buy it. It's just going to be free on Roku, so they don't care. Yeah. So, like, uh, in in my opinion on this, it's a niche movie. Niche movies are niche, and it it wouldn't have made a bunch of money. It just wouldn't have. It's just not going to happen. No matter word of mouth, no matter whose friends you tell to go see it, people wait for this to come out in some way, shape or form and just watch it that way, you know, in that, in that universe that it goes that way, it's just not big enough. It doesn't hit a wide enough audience, but that's kind of weird. I was thinking anyway, he doesn't give a shit. No, you know? Well, so legitimately when like somebody tweeted him that you couldn't watch 
this movie on Roku in Australia because it was blocked. Yeah. He was like, just go ahead and torn it. Yeah. I don't care. He's like, pirate it. <laughs> go ahead. Whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, it's free. He's anyway. like, thanks for watching. Yep. He doesn't care. But it's free. So, I mean, why block anyone rules. from watching it? But I, I, I think if you, I think you guys are wrong about making the money. If it's only eight million dollars, I think if you budget it starting in the summer, if you do some kind of like every, you know, every month you have on one or two movies, popular movies, I think if you advertise it as Daniel Radcliffe in a parody of Weird Al Yankovic's Life, I think it would have done okay. I mean, I could see it doing opening weekend 10, 10 to fifteen over a lifetime thirty to forty, because like it's. Also relies on word of mouth being like, no, that movie's hilarious. Sure. You need to check that out. Like, well, I, just, I mean, that's I, what makes it easy for us to be like, hey, you want to watch this movie? It's on Roku. It's free. It's funny. Yeah. But again, I've already done for a couple of people that I know are Weird Al fans. They yep. thought the same thing. I also hilarious. think I also think Weird Al Yankovic has a much bigger fan base, Chris, than you're giving him credit for. Oh, he has a huge fan base. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan I'm, of Weird Al. Like, I, I, I know these things, but it, it's just one of those things where I think it's a niche movie, and niche movies just don't do well money-wise. Listen, both concerts I went to, fucking packed. I bet. I'm telling you that right now. I bet. Like I just, I, I think it would have done very respectably in a theater. I've like, been to even... a 50,000 seat concert venue. <laughs> <laughs> Weird Al did not play at that venue. <laughs> well, let, let's let's move into score it then, because I, I could talk online about weird, the Weird Al Yankovic movie. But... I'll go first. Okay, All right. sound good. Yeah. So listen, I think this movie's funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a great movie though, so I'm not gonna chirp it up as some like has to. Everybody has to watch this. Man, this movie's like a seven and a half. Okay, I, I laugh from start to finish, and once you get some of the jokes, like how deeply referenced they are, you're just like, wow. Like the Michael Jackson eat it thing. Oh, yeah. it just, dude, I, I laughed <laughs> stupid hard about that. So Dude, when when um, when he's when he's slamming the phone off of the off of the counter in the mm-hmm. restaurant, like hilarious. Yeah. Amazing. Just it made me laugh so hard. Yeah. Um I think this movie's funny from start to finish. I think it's acted well. I think Daniel Radcliffe does a great job. I think it's hilarious that Weird Al plays a record exec that denies him. So <laughs> funny as hell. Yeah. Um and there's a lot of cameos in this movie, like a lot. Tons. A lot. So Weird Al is like beloved. Yep. And I'm happy to see something like this get made. Yeah. Um. So seven and a half. Yep. No, I'm happy for the guy. I'll, I'll go second. And um, I, I think I think this movie is a three and a half. So, yeah. Oh yeah, my goodness. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. No. Th- that that's a parody. It's actually a oh, six and a half. Oh. oh. So I. Should <laughs> I to seven? It would have been the opposite. Uh, well, no, three and a half to six and a half. It's like a point and a half below. Mm. It's fine. Anyway, so it's a six and a half for me. I the, get it. The, the movie, <laughs> the movie's funny. The movie, I was smiling the whole time I watched it. I did laugh at at some at some of the jokes, and I don't really laugh at movies when I watch them. Like it, comedies are hard for me. I'm not a big comedy guy. I like this movie. It was fun. I like I said, it falls off somewhere near the end for me though, and I'm like the Madonna stuff kind of kills like you know the whole vibe you know of what I was enjoying at a certain point. But it's still a good movie. I, I I told all everyone that I know that likes Weird Al. I told them already, and it's. I think I can recommend it if someone wants, wants to watch something that has some comedy in it. It's six and a half. This is a seven for me. I think this movie is belly laughing worthy. I I, I think it's hilarious. I think it's one of the more brilliant movies of 2022 to be released. There's a lot to be said for making good parody because that's hard. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. Is keep it going all the way through. I mean, now that you said it, Chris, I think that the movie does like somewhere near the end. I think I kind of remember just kind of being like, okay, now we're now. I mean, we're taking absurdity to a whole new level now. Maybe we can bring it back to kind of grounded absurdity. But I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Um, I can I, I can recommend this to anyone. This is a straight seven for me. I think this movie is great. Definitely Fair love enough. it. Yep, I think it's good. Good, good, good. 
that was it was in, <laughs> I laughed so many times in this movie. All right. <laughs> Gentlemen, we have done an episode. This is three hundred and four A of For the Love of Cinema. A each new movie posts every Tuesday morning and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. Hi, I'm at Roger Stillian. I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on social media. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at the mammoth that is Big Panther, Wakanda Forever. And then Big Panther. Big Panther. Did I say say Big Panther or Black Panther? Big Panther. Panther? (laughs) Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And then the second episode for the week next week, just going to be a discussion on where we think Marvel is. So it's kind of a first for us. So interesting. Yes.